Hi, everybody. It's Erin. And Meg. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different. We asked you guys if you've had any like bad date stories or bad hookup stories. And we've never done an episode like this before, but I'm pretty excited. We got a lot of different responses and we reached out to people on different mediums. So we got like a large sampling and I'm just excited to spill the tea and let you guys know what people wrote in. Guys, I'm not even kidding. Like this is about to be the funniest episode of all time. Grab a drink, grab a snack, go for a walk and just like get prepared to laugh because I haven't even read all of these responses yet. And Meg has obviously more responses that people have given in and they're they're just so hysterical that this is just going to be so funny. We've done episodes in the past, kind of like our service jobs horror stories episode where we did grab a few episodes from people in our lives that had really embarrassing service jobs. But like Meg said, we have never done something like this where we went to so many different platforms got so many different responses all of the responses are going to be anonymous as well because it's it's very brave of people to share some of these responses especially because some of these are so embarrassing and so we definitely wanted to respect people's privacy during this yeah and like i'm just happy that people did respond because like aaron said like i know these events are often private but i think it kind of just depends on like how comfortable you are with talking about this stuff for sure because like I bet some people obviously, like, told their friends, like, about bad dates or stories, but, like, it's different hearing people talk about it on a podcast. It's almost like volunteering to have your paper read out loud in, like, an English class or something. Like, it's kind of embarrassing. I just want to say thank you to everyone that submitted something. For those of you that are new here that are listening to your story being featured, hello. (laughs) Thank you for participating. Yeah, I just think that we should get into it but first we're going to do everyone's favorite segment which is what we're loving this week because our podcast is called love you mean it and yeah we gotta spread the love so this week i'm loving you guys i'm loving everyone that participated in this i had so much fun gathering all this data i literally crunched numbers (laughs) to find out like percentages and did a meta analysis so it was super different than what we've done before and I love interacting with you guys so I'm just so thankful that you guys even responded and that we have some quality unfortunate stories (laughs) I know it's so cool to see people actually participating because we've obviously done stories in the past where we've asked for people's opinions asked for people's I don't know just like anything that they had to say and obviously We've had, like, we're a smaller podcast and we're just starting out. And so it can be hard to get people to participate and get people to stand up and kind of, I don't know, just, like, participate, like I said, and just, like, kind of, like, give their two cents. It just makes it so much more fun getting to hear other people's stories being featured. And, I don't know, just getting to interact with you guys. So it's really fun. I was worried that, like, no one was going to respond. Oh, my God, same. (laughs) I was so scared. I was, but we actually, like, because we ran polls on the Instagram. I don't know if you guys follow us. um, At Love You Mean It Podcast. Shameless plug. (laughs) We also did, like, yes or no questions. And we got, like, over probably, like, 100 responses to everything, which is, like, a pretty decent sampling. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. I just think that that's really cool that like that many people answered. Like even if you didn't share a story, you still answered a question and like are part of a statistic. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, but I definitely think that if you guys really like this 
I don't know, just like intimate sharing stories, hearing other people's stories and like just sharing your own in general. I think if you guys like that, definitely let us know on the Instagram at Love You Mean It Podcast, like Meg said, because we really do love these kind of episodes and it would be really cool to know if you guys like them too. It's just so interesting to see what you guys have to say. And Aaron and I were also talking about maybe doing like more episodes like this or even doing advice kind of episodes where like you guys write in and like tell us about a problem that you're having and we kind of offer you advice and yeah just like let us know if that would be something that you guys would be interested in because that's definitely something we are interested in and because people actually participated in this I'm kind of hopeful that people will write in if we were to do an advice column so yeah I'm just excited to see what the future holds and you guys can always give us recommendations for what you want to see slide in our dms comment on a post comment on our personal posts or dm us and yeah just keep doing what you're doing what i'm loving this week definitely is going to sound really superficial not like superficial but like i don't know it's going to sound really weird but trust me the lesson kind of comes back and is way more meaningful what i'm loving this week is to call her daddy drama oh <gasps> t so if you guys didn't know there's a podcast on a bar stool it's like I think it's literally been in the top 10 podcast charts, like, since they started their podcast in 2018, but it's a podcast with two best friends and roommates, kind of like Meg and I, a blonde and a brunette, and- Oh my god, stop. Erin always says, a brunette every and a brunette, brunette needs a blonde best friend. A brunette and a blonde die. with an inseparable bond. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but they, they're best friends and roommates like us, and they have a podcast, it's definitely- quite a different topic it's very raunchy they talk about sex they talk about cheating they talk about stds all sorts of stuff definitely more of like a raunchy podcast than ours basically there was a lot of drama this week because it came out that they were trying to negotiate for higher salaries and that one of the girls sophia franklin her boyfriend who is an hbo executive apparently he was kind of meddling in their business and was trying to sell the podcast to other companies even though they're currently under a three-year contract with barstool and basically, long story short, I mean, I'll like I'll link some videos or articles down below in the description box because I don't want to spend too much of this episode talking about it. Alexandra Cooper is just going to be doing Call Her Daddy by herself. Obviously, drama isn't like what I'm loving. And like, I do feel bad that they aren't friends anymore and that they went through all this stuff. But it really did make me realize, like, kind of bringing the lesson back, like how thankful I am for Meg, because I don't know they were best friends roommates and business partners which is something that meg and i have obviously been doing for the past six months i mean and we even worked at the same coffee shop for months and like years even before this but i don't know i'm just really thankful that like i have you as like my best friend my roommate and my business partner that we can have normal conversations like we talked for 20 minutes before this episode even started just catching up and we can still like have reasonable discussions talking about like different microphones we want to get and like have like created discussions about the podcast and I never feel like I'm doing more work like I feel like it's like evenly pulling the weight and that like I'm always constantly having fun and we're like we're making good memories and I don't know we're never arguing or letting like a boy ruin our friendship or our business so I don't know it just made me really thankful for our podcast and all the listeners but especially you Meg. Wow I'm actually gonna cry. No like hearing about all this stuff though it really does make you think about your friendships and especially because like Aaron and I are in the same position. Well, not the same position. Yeah. Obviously we're not like super famous and like ridiculously hot, but 
um <laughs> like it's just interesting because like we can kind of empathize like with what they're going through like I would be devastated if we got in an argument that ruined this podcast and because I'm having so much fun and I know Aaron is too and we love talking to you guys but like I think what happens is not everybody, but with some people, they just get greedy. Too bad that her boyfriend stepped in. You guys have to Google this man. He literally looks like an ape. So weird looking. He looks like Lord Farquaad. And he's like 38 and she's like 28. Not, I mean, I'm definitely like a big age gap gal. But like, also, this is your best friend and her roommate. Like, that's just like such a different, like intimate relationship level. I don't even think they've been dating like a full year, like long term. And you're going to let this guy, like, rub his credibility and, like, well, his alleged credibility and, like, his job and, like, his status in your face and make you completely turn on your best friend and ruin your relationship? Like, I just could never imagine doing that. No, and now Sophie is screwed because it didn't work out with the other podcast because they needed Alex to also come. Mm -hmm. And the president of Barstool made a whole episode on their podcast. You can listen to it on Spotify. It was really interesting it was pretty quick it was only like 20 minutes but he talked about everything that happened and he gave them everything they wanted like he gave them the rights to their podcast everything they asked for and Alex was like I think we should take this and Sophia was so adamant about not taking it and now she has nothing and they're not offering I think it to Sophia anymore no because of like how unprofessional she was I don't know it's just like really humbling because I mean I'll link, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I'll link down below. Um, Alexandra did a video and she was talking, she did it on YouTube and she was talking about just the whole situation from her perspective because, I don't know, obviously, like, it pretty much exactly aligned with, like, what the president of Barstool said. However, I just think it's really, it's just really, like, humbling because, um, like, Barcel was so loyal to them and like really wanted them to stay on the platform and offer them the IP, which is basically the identity of the podcast. And like, that's like us having love you mean it and like having our segment and like having all this stuff. Like if we lost the IP, like we wouldn't be able to say love you mean it. Like we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have any of the identity to the podcast. And that's clearly something that like Sophia didn't care about. And like, according to the video, Alex was saying that the only people that have ever like gone into negotiations for the IP and gotten it successfully have been David Letterman and Howard Stern. Oh my god. And like those are huge names and like nobody gets the IP like nobody ever like gets this identity and like legally gets it and so like the fact that they were offered this and like Sophia and her boyfriend still turned it down and had no interest just like says a lot about them. No and it's crazy because the president of Barstool like was just saying how they need like capital coming in right now because a lot of barstool is about sports Mm -hmm. like sports reporting stuff like that and there are no sports on right now so they need to pay their employees and stuff like that and it brings this podcast can be done remotely and it brings in a lot of money because they have like an alcohol line they have a merch line like they have all this like all these different streams of revenue coming in and like it's just crazy that he literally gave them everything they wanted he was like you can leave your contract six months early and they just and Sophia still said no and it's just like what more do you want like they're giving you an increase in money like for salary like I just don't understand why she didn't take it but yeah like honestly in conclusion it just made me really grateful because I mean this is something that I didn't know is that like Alex 
they record three hours of footage and that Alex spends like pretty much 20 hours she said for like editing every single episode and like she like mixes it all up and tries to edit it like really cool and obviously it's working well because the podcast is so successful but she also does the marketing and the social media for call her daddy and Sophia just shows up to record and like that's it and so I just made me really grateful because if you guys didn't know Meg pretty much not even pretty much Meg runs the Instagram does all the graphics does all of the social media work and then I do kind of like the back end like working with anchor the money and then working with I don't know just like editing the podcast as well so I'm just really grateful to have a partner that we can easily carry everything 50 50 and that I don't feel like it's like oh like you taking advantage of me or like somebody doing more work than the other like it really feels like a team I just love you love you I'm bestie. so happy that we're doing this love you mean it love you mean it okay so I think we're gonna jump into the episode now but before we do we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Okay, everybody, welcome back. And I'm just going to walk you through some of the stats that uh, we found from polling you guys. So we got a lot of decent responses. So I asked people on Instagram. I asked people on Twitter. And I also asked people on Reddit, which I've never done before. I just like downloaded a Reddit account. And I actually really like it. It's really fun. Fun fact, though, I did get my fake ID off of Reddit. Wait, really? Um, Yeah, like literally like years ago. That was the only other time I've used it. But I didn't even remember that account. So I had to make a new one. My user ID is fuck your chicken strips with a Z. I saw that. I was going to comment, but I didn't. It's an homage to the iconic Vine. Yep. I just, I didn't know what else to say. And I was just like, okay, that's my username. Because I feel like reddit is more like anonymous you know yeah like it's not like i didn't want to like use my name like my instagram handle because i was like that's kind of weird so fuck your chicken strips is my name and yeah so i had a really interesting time reddit is a really cool place a lot of fucked up people on there but it's really interesting to see like just what people have to say and like there's all these if you don't know how reddit works there's like all these different threads so like i posted in the dating thread for mine and like specifically like online dating and like tinder and stuff because i feel like those stories are like usually better just like some of the other stuff that people were talking about and just like the topics that were being discussed were so funny so if you don't have a reddit account i highly suggest you get one yeah definitely i'm really happy that like i took this leap and did it because we got a lot of the stories from reddit anyways back to the statistics so for instagram 66 percent of people on instagram have used a dating app so of the people that responded to our questions 66 percent of people have used one which is like a pretty like decent amount so that's like more than half of people that's like more than two-thirds i did think it was going to be higher though i was surprised so 33 percent of people said they have not used one like and i I kind of thought it was going to be higher too i was surprised i was like really like i feel like in our culture especially like right now like being in like a college or like post-grad like so many people use tinder or like bumble or hinge or you know whatever it will be but like it's just kind of shocking that like no one at least a third of people that answered like haven't used it i was like are you serious yeah right i don't know i feel like even if you don't end up using it or like going on dates i feel like you have to at least like download it and make a profile and like kind of see what it's about like shop around a little bit yeah even if nothing comes of it like i still recommend like people do it because if you don't 
like get anything out of it you still get a good story (laughs) i just thought it would be higher after thinking for a while i can think of somebody that i know that doesn't have or has never used a dating app but i mean pretty much all of my friends have them currently or have used them at least at one point i don't know i think it's almost like a lot of like a lot of people are like okay with dating apps but i also feel like there's still somewhat of a stigma yeah like using them and stuff and I think people just kind of have to like get over that mm-hmm. <laughs> because like this is definitely the way of the future I think and like I met my boyfriend on Bumble like I know so many people that have met their significant others on social media or like dating websites and what was interesting is that a lot of people were actually commenting that they met their boyfriend on like a dating app which I thought was really cool and there was someone on Twitter that actually commented a story that I'm just going to read really quick. I matched with my boyfriend on Tinder and then a month later we happened to recognize each other on a random night out. So like I think that's really cool that like they saw each other on Tinder and it was almost like they knew each other first before like getting together. And that's so cool. I just think yeah isn't that cool it's almost like fate. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I don't know I just think you should knock it till you try it. You can meet a lot of cool people have cool dates funny dates bad date stories there's always stuff to be learned like and yeah I think it's good to just like kind of branch out and like talk to people that you wouldn't normally meet in your daily life yeah but back to the statistics I keep digressing 85% of people on Twitter have used a dating app 15% of people have not interesting so I think that's interesting that like Twitter had a higher amount of people that used a dating app I feel like that makes sense though it kind of does. I feel like Twitter is just, like, so satirical and, and, like, people just do things, like, just to get good stories out of them on Twitter, whereas, like, Instagram's more, like, curated and, like, what you want people to see you as, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like some people that use Instagram, like, wouldn't necessarily use Twitter. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, I'm a Twitter stan, though. Like, I do like Instagram, but, like, Twitter's the cream of the crop yeah and the last statistics i have 56 percent of people that responded on all platforms are in relationships and then 44 percent are single mm-hmm. so it's almost like pretty much 50 50 which i thought was interesting but yeah so those are the statistics and now we're gonna get into the funny part i'm so excited so i'm gonna be sharing the first one we're just gonna be going back and forth sharing some good ones like we said it's all anonymous once again Thank you so much to everybody that participated. We really appreciate it. So my first one is very quick. This guy asked me out and I agreed, but I ended up having to pick him up. He then took me or I took us to Taco Bell where I ended up paying. Needless to say, that was our first and last date. I responded to her and I was like, sis, like at least you got Taco Bell. I know. At least you got Taco Bell. So that's good. But I was like, even though you had to pay for it, like it's not a total loss. It's so funny the way she worded it. He then took me or I took us. No, she, because, like, I guess usually some people, like, I'm traditionally, like, men take women out. Mm -hmm. So I just think that's kind of funny that, like, she said, like, oh, I took him out, like, and paid for it. So I was like, okay, sis, you wear the pants, though. (laughs) This one was so funny. I was literally dying. Okay, so this one guy said, I had just moved to a city in Europe a few years ago and downloaded Tinder for the hell of it. Almost immediately, I matched with this hot Scottish girl who asked me to come out and meet her. Obviously, I said yes. I get there and find out she was 30 pounds heavier than her photos, but fuck it. I stayed anyway. (laughs) Figured a few drinks wouldn't hurt. 
we started talking and her accent is so thick i can only understand like 40 percent of what she says even though she's speaking english oh god she straight up tells me that we should have sex so i bring her back to a bar near my apartment the bartender was a friend of mine and he just called me over and was like what are you doing (laughs) but he served us and we had a couple of drinks before going back to my place she passes out right away so i fall asleep after I wake up the next morning to the sound of my washing machine. Turns out she'd stolen my key, gone back to her hostel, and started doing her laundry in my apartment. Oh my god. Obviously, I was like, excuse me, what the fuck? But this particular brand of washing machine can't be stopped mid-rents. So I had to just sit there chain-smoking cigarettes for like 40 minutes until it was done. Then I kicked her, quote, fat Scottish ass, unquote out before she could ask me to use the dryer 10 out of 10 the worst day i've ever been on oh my god this bitch stole his key got her laundry and brought it back like okay like if that's gonna happen like you're gonna go out with this guy you're gonna get super drunk go back to his apartment like and you're supposed to have sex with him but then you fall asleep (laughs) and then you literally go back to your apartment and then take your lunch like not even ask like at least fuck him and then ask if you can use his washing yeah, machine right? <laughs> like he probably would have said yes at that point like tit for tat i don't know like at least ease into it man no i know but i was so shook i was like i've never heard of anyone doing that so she just totally took advantage of the situation it's it's nice to know that um embarrassing dates and hookups go on the international scale yeah thank you for participating y'all all right next one I met a guy my freshman year of college at a student group organized event. He ended up asking me out a few days later. We met at a coffee shop on campus. A couple of minutes into the day, he asked me where I went to college. I found out he was a master's student and 25 years old. He had assumed I was also a master's student as well. Oh my god, I haven't read this one yet. And was pretty horrified that I was 18. TBH, the age gap was pretty shocking to me as well, but I thought it was a little funny. He spent like 15 minutes apologizing and it was also my first date. I barely dodged him as a TA next semester because I took a different section of a class he was teaching. Oh, my God. No, like, okay, so thinking about it, like, that's not that big of an age difference. But, like, the ages they were, though, like, she was only 18 and he was 25. Like, no, that's what I'm They're thinking. at very different stages in life. Like, he's literally about to TA and she's 18. Like, that's, that's, I don't know. Like, I don't really. Barely legal. I know. Like, I don't really think seven years is that bad, but at that point, like, it is. I mean, but that's just. Like, if you were, like, 21 and, like, 28 or something like that or whatever, like, that would be different because you have, like, those, I feel like the years, like, 18, 19, 20, 21 are, like, very formative years. Yeah. And, like, before you go off, like, dating whole ass, like, men, I feel like you need to kind of like get being a hoe out of your system and stuff or keep being a hoe do your thing <laughs> but like i don't know i feel like you just need to mature more before you date a guy that's like almost 10 years older than you no i get that i can't even imagine like sitting on the date and him like apologizing for 15 minutes about the fact that he's seven years older than you well he was obviously probably like turned off at that point like oh you're literally 18 yeah. like i'm a creep so it probably just like killed the whole vibe mm-hmm. next one okay this one was kind of sad low-key so this guy said match with a girl on tinder who was one mile away from me our chats were amazing and since we lived in the same town we decided to meet up the next day and just walk around nothing fancy 
In the photo, she looked smoking hot, but when we met in real life, she looked like a meth addict. Oh, fuck. would be surprised if she actually did meth. To sum up, she was hella weird. Like, her personality was really wacky over the top. Everything was just so exaggerated. I saw that she had a tattoo on her wrist, so I complimented it. So she showed me up close for a better look, and what I saw were cuts on her wrist that were covered by the tattoo. Instead of saying, oh, I didn't know, a sad story or something, she proceeded to joke about it and thought it was an okay thing and just flat out said, I mean, who hasn't cut themselves? Bro, what? I wanted to comment about how it's not okay to do that, but she cut me off and changed the topic about how much weed she smokes and proceeded to show me pics of her smoking weed with her dad. At that point, I was fucking done with the date. I was just thinking, how the fuck do I get out of this situation? After that, I was already leaving her home because I just didn't want to ditch her like that. While walking, some kids started to light firecrackers in the neighborhood, and when they exploded, she got scared and started to jump everywhere. After that, she grabbed and leaned on my shoulder and said, Oh, I'm so happy to have such a young prince to save me from my depression. Uh... <laughs> and I was like, nope, nope, nope. I walked her home. <laughs> No, nope, she nope, already nope. wanted to set up a second date. I lied that I was busy. I never saw her or contacted her again. I felt bad to just ghost her, but that person is nowhere near ready to look for a relationship. And instead of seeking help, she just tried to hide her depression with irony and sarcasm and pretend like everything was okay. Oh my god. Like, that's so sad. Like, oh man. I felt bad for the guy, but he seemed like a pretty good dude for like sticking around because like yeah, i feel right? like some people would have just like dipped or whatever uh, like there's uh, this one story we got where um this was like pretty unfortunate but someone said that they went on a bumble date and the guys like looked her up and down said nothing and then left oh so i mean that's pretty that's pretty shitty yeah so i mean that guy could have done that but he decided not to so all right that one was a little sad but I know. Good for him to stick around, though. Yeah. All right. Next one. You can already tell this one's going to be bad because it's the beginning. Oh, boy. Last summer, I was using Tinder just to expand my dating experience and ended up talking to a lot of guys and went on quite a few dates as well. Most guys I matched with, I ended up having the same old conversation with. What are you studying? What do you want to work with? How's your summer going? Etc. This one guy, however, strayed from the norm. He was a great texter, very vulnerable, wrote in a poetic and sweeping manner. So when he asked to meet up, I thought, hey, I got to see what this guy's like in person. So I agreed. When we meet up in the bustling city where I live, he looks grimy, wearing some like wearing some like combat boots, camo trousers and a trucker hat with a furry collar. And I'm immediately put off. This isn't quite the romantic I was expecting. Nevertheless, I think I'm already here. And if nothing else, I'll get a good story out of this. We walk around a bit. He's asking about the city since he's never been here before and wants to know where exactly I live. I dodge the question and try to change the topic. Throughout our walk, he tries to put his arm around my shoulders and gives me a smoldering look that looks more as if he's in pain and reaches to touch my face when we stop to discuss something. I mark my boundary by pulling away and keeping a distance, telling him to please not do that. He says, aren't we friends? And I say, don't think we're at that point now. To which he calls me a bitch, jokingly, but still a real charmer. I circle our way back to the city center, thinking it's about time to leave. As we walk back, he goes on to tell me he lives in a cabin in the woods, which he calls his rape-slash-murder cabin. (laughs) I say that's probably not the kind of thing you should go around telling people, but he says there's nothing else to call it. Wow. 
I make an exit saying I have to go meet my brother. He tries to hug me goodbye, but I pull away, upon which he manages to pluck my hand and kisses it. I swiftly leave, and yeah, I thankfully never saw him again. He did text me the same night, asking if he could come by my house and serenade me. I said, no thanks, I'm not interested, and proceeded to delete him from my matches. The memory of this encounter still sends a shiver down my spine, and afterwards I became way more selective about who I met up with. Oh, <laughs> that's just like the perfect example of how like someone can sound good or look good on paper and then when you meet them they're, you're just like absolutely not a trucker jacket with a furry collar by and like you can tell within the first 30 seconds like how a date is gonna go i know like you literally see them and you're like okay yes or like okay no Ugh. like i think the first like minute or so is super important like how First of all, how they look, and then also, like, how they present themselves, like, how they talk to you, stuff like that. Yeah, like, first impressions are everything, and he's clearly not presenting himself well. No, so I think if you do, like, stay on a date, like, that's, like, going to hell. Like, I think that's, like, a pretty good, like, sign of character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you're, you're a nice person, and, like, you care about this complete stranger, even though you don't know them. Yeah. So I give her, like, credit for, like, staying on the date as well. Because, like, it's so tempting to just, like, have your friends, like, call you and, like, with a fake emergency. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't had a date that was, like, I probably could have done that a few times. But, like, I kind of did the same thing where I was, like, "Eh, I feel bad. Okay. So, this next one, this guy said he met a girl in college on a dating app. And he said this was their second date. But the first one went all right. Not amazingly well, but well enough that I was excited for a second date. We get to the restaurant and everything was going great. Having a great conversation until she mentions she is a journalism student. In college, I was a volunteer at our college newspaper and wrote articles about our college basketball team as well as the NBA. My date was not impressed when I jokingly suggested that this meant I was also a journalist. Things were kind of weird after this, but went absolutely off the rails when she brings up a recent news story involving the college I was going to at the time. She went to another college in the same city. During the summer, some contractors doing renovations had found a gun stashed in the ceiling tiles of one of the buildings. The university didn't announce it until months after the discovery as there was a criminal investigation going on. My date was incensed that since the college hadn't immediately made the discovery public against police orders, I wasn't super excited to discuss gun control, so I tried to diplomatically change the subject by making a remark that in the view of my college, it was correct to obey the request of the police not to impede on the investigation, as they actually ended up catching and arresting the person who stashed the gun, thinking that we could then move on from this topic. Wrong. (laughs) From this point, the date went downhill really fast. My date basically said I wanted to live in a fascist police state. After this, my date stopped talking, answering every other question I asked was simply yes or no. We basically then sat in silence until the bill came. Normally, I wouldn't ask a date to drive me anywhere afterwards, but I figured, what the hell, since I'm never going to see this girl again. So I got a ride to the train station, and we never spoke again. Oh, my God. Uh, The differing beliefs can be a polarizing topic. Especially, like, on a first date, like, stuff like that can really make, I mean, it can make or break any relationship, but especially, like, that early on it just sucks because he said that was their second date so like he had already put time and effort like into talking to this girl i know and then it ended so poorly Ugh. i don't know i've asked people though straight up like are you a trump supporter oh my god i know because it's like, like before i meet them because i'm like 
I literally cannot associate with people that are Donald Trump supporters. No, so I can't. Sorry, I just can't justify it. Like, there's Republicans and then there's Trump supporters. Yeah, so and there's there's a difference. Jinx. There is. All right, next one. Um, Some months ago, I matched with this guy on Tinder who seemed super sweet and dorky. He texted really well and invited me to get dinner at a popular diner in town, and I said yes. Right off the bat, I recognized why this physics major might be single. He talked like an actual robot. Instead of saying something casual like, I like your outfit, he said things like, the tones of the fabric fastened to your waist are pleasing to my eyes. <laughs> in, a, in a creepy monotone voice. I was like, it was like I was on a date with a cyborg from Star Trek. He ordered eggs benedict of all things too, which is pompous and strange with his voice and robotic mannerisms. Is that what people think when we get eggs benedict? To top yeah, off, apparently we're pompous. I know, and strange. <laughs> to top it all off, a college friend was sat, was sat to the left of us the entire time, pretending to ignore the fact that I was on a date with a weirdo and having to witness the entire interaction take place. I tried to go home alone, but he was too, quote, sweet and wouldn't take no for an answer. He definitely didn't get the hint and I ended up having to tell him we should really just be friends. Yikes. Uh, that's also a big thing, like, I'm super shallow when it comes to, like, two things, height and then also people's voices. Like, if a guy has, like, a a really high voice, I'm, like, kind of put off by it. Yeah. Like, not like it's a bad thing, like, but I'm like, it affects personally things. attracted to it. Like, it doesn't, like, turn me on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have, like, a normal or deep voice, I'm like, okay, but if your voice is, like, higher than mine, I'm kind of like, eh. yeah. No, but, like, I get that. I mean, like, especially with height, like, I'm definitely, I don't know. I'm definitely, like, it's not like you have to be, like, oh, my God, he has to be, like, 6'5". But I'm, like, I would definitely prefer to him have him be at least a few inches taller than me. I mean, bare minimum, at least be my height. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, I literally don't know how Sophie Turner is, like, two inches higher than joe jonas I'm like, i know what? like i feel really like i don't know i just feel bad because i'm like i don't really think i could date someone who's shorter than me like not even with heels like with heels she's probably like like four at least like four inches taller than him yeah and that's only two inches and no one wears two inch heels so. yeah and that just shows how shallow i really am yeah so I don't know, but I recommend if you are on a dating app, like I've said this before and I'll say it again, definitely call them or like FaceTime before you go on a date with them because like then you're not wasting your time and effort. It's perfect, especially now, like during quarantine, like when it comes to dating because like you can't go meet them in person. So you have to like FaceTime them or call them. So it's kind of an excuse. Yeah, and, like, if you have, if they have, like, a weird voice or something, or they, like, look different than their pictures, it's also a way to protect you from being, like, catfished. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, So, I think it's definitely smart to, like, suggest at least a phone call, but I would recommend FaceTime. I did that with my current boyfriend, and I'm really happy I did. Also, it kind of sets a foundation for, like, when you do go on a date, it's, like, not as awkward because you feel like you kind of know each other already. Yeah, for sure. Because first dates can be a little weird. But, like, I've been seeing all these commercials advertising, like, eHarmony, Match.com, and, like, how all these different apps are now having, like, video features added. So, like, you can FaceTime people but, like, not have to give them your number. Oh, I didn't know that. I was saying to John, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that, like, I met you before all this happened and, like, not right now. And he said something really cute. He was like, 
Oh, but I feel like if you like wanted a relationship or something, like this time would make you closer almost like even if you've never met in person mm-hmm. like because you're only talking like you're not kissing you're not having sex like you're not doing anything physical like you're literally just getting to know each other and he was like I feel like that would be a really good foundation to build a relationship on that's a good point and I was and I was like damn me out here being shallow as fuck I was <laughs> like wow you can't have sex like boo <laughs> I know no but I- and, and he's like he's like no it's about the conversation he's like it's about the like, emotional okay, like, connection I- I was like, I'm obviously a bitch. Okay, me. No, but I definitely recommend to, like, at least calling or something. Even, the, even like, I'm somebody that desperately hates FaceTime calls. And I know, same. I do. I really don't like it. But honestly, but... you have to do it. Like, I'm, I, like, I remember, like, a few years ago, like, I met a guy, not even, like, on a dating app. It was, like, through social media. And he was like, oh, I'm going to FaceTime call you. And I was like, ew, what? And then he called me and it ended up being, like, totally fun. And, like, we talked on, like, the phone for, like, three hours. So I'm, like, it's, I don't know. It's just, like, like a good idea to do. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, it, it just gives you, like, a good basis for, like, knowing someone. And also, like, if you are shallow, like I am, you can <laughs> kind of stop it before it ends or before it starts. So, like, if you do FaceTime someone and you're not really feeling a vibe, then you can like not go on a date you don't have to get ready you don't have to spend money or whatever you can just end it right there yeah I've like I've just called people before and like not FaceTimed them and then when I see them in person I'm like not attracted to them Mm -hmm. so I think you physically have to see them yeah honestly (laughs) like I like because their voice like could be good but then they could also still be catfishing you so honestly just facetime them like that's your best bet because every time i haven't facetimed someone it's gone horribly wrong yeah all right next story i'm pretty sure this girl's british because she uses like british terms which i kind of like was having drinks with this guy who only talked about himself so i kept having to ask follow-up questions or the conversation just stopped awkwardly he was forever checking his phone and telling me about the footy scores, which I had to ask John. That means football. <laughs> like, soccer. I was like, okay. It's like, what the fuck is a footy score? That's so funny. I asked about his face scar, to which he answered, oh, yeah, I'm a really interesting person. Turns out he'd crashed his car drink driving. So I've heard that before. That's, like, also a British term. They don't say drunk driving. They say drink driving. Drink oh, driving. No. Anyway, I'm totally not feeling it. And his dad invited him to a football game. I told him absolutely to go to it, but he insisted on giving me a lift home. Arrived at mine, and he invites himself in, leaves his shoes on, smokes in my house, and orders himself a takeaway. (laughs) I'm not trying to be rude, so I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. So his takeaway arrives, and it's mega spicy. This poor dude is, like, sweating. (laughs) Like, I'm fetching this bloke glasses of milk. He continues being mega obnoxious, still hasn't asked a thing about me. So I decided to fuck with him and give him my weed vape, to which he takes a huge choke and nearly shits himself on my couch. Oh my god. Fast forward of polite film links worth of small talk and awkward six meter gap between us. I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. Thanks. And then he legit looks puppy dog eyed. Dude looks like he's going to cry and was like, I thought you were looking for something casual. Dude legit thought it was going well and that we were going to have sex. Oh my lord. Anyway, he leaves and sends me loads of hella awkward texts the next day. I never replied. Oh my god. It, I just think it's so awkward because, like, that's happened to me where, like, I was not 
feeling it whatsoever on a date and then like they get really sad and like offended almost because like I've had to tell them that I don't feel the same way well and then you feel bad it's so awkward it's like I would rather like be the person getting broken up with than having to do that because you literally want to die like it's like it's just it's so, so awkward, awkward. Then, like, how especially do you when they're not like taking the rejection well when they're like kind of either like fighting back or like being really like pathetic kind of and just like needy it's like even worse because you're just like okay now I actually like want nothing to do with you I know and it's like obviously it's like you're not in like you're not under any I don't know like you're not under any pressure to like explain why you don't want to but also like you feel like you have to yeah like you should just be able to say like hey I'm not feeling this sorry Mm -hmm. like but instead like people make it awkward and like text you and just like just if someone doesn't want to be with you someone doesn't want to be with you and you shouldn't want to be with that person for that reason it could be that simple but it's not your turn baby my next one my next one is very short another time on a first date a guy told me about how he'd run over a goose and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. That can be traumatic. And he's like, oh, no, I swerved to hit it. I fucking hate geese. And I was like, uh. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Anyways, my taste in men is questionable. That's so funny. That guy's definitely a, a sociopath or something. That's like, definitely my oh dad. Oh, my God. My, my, my dad runs. Well, he, like, does maintenance on a golf course, and he hates geese. That's probably some shit he would do. I mean, geese are dicks, but like, I'm not trying to like kind of run one hit anything with my car, right? I would rather not hit an animal with my car. Yeah. Like, I remember one time I was on the highway with my mom, and um, we saw a turkey crossing up ahead, and my mom like tried to swerve out of the way, but then the turkey started like speeding up. And she clipped him with the, like, corner of her car. No! Like, he hit, like, my, I was on the passenger side in the front seat, and the turkey hit that wheel, and you just saw feathers fly everywhere, and he, you heard, like, a thump, like, on the roof, like, it hit, like, the windshield, and then hit the roof, and then flew off the back. And my knees literally buckled, and I was screaming. And my mom was, like, had to pull over, and, like, we were both, like, crying. Oh, no. So if you want to hit a huge bird, then you're fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) never mind. Because that was traumatizing. Oh. This guy said that he was a freshman in college, and he met a girl on Tinder. Um, And he said, after hitting it off with her, we agreed to meet up on Main Street for some ice cream. I drive back up to the place, and while I'm looking for parking in the back, she comes out to greet me, seemingly out of nowhere. I park my car, get out, and the first thing I notice is that she's about as tall as Snooky from Jersey Shore at best. <laughs> she did not seem four foot tied on Tinder. I figured she'd be at least five three or something, but given that I'm a pretty tall guy, her head was as high as my chest. Stupidly enough, the first thing I said to her was, wow, you're shorter than I thought. No. I don't know what I was thinking. After we walked into the ice cream parlor, I thought to myself subconsciously that it couldn't get any worse. There's plenty of short girls. Might as well give her the benefit of the doubt. Here's where it goes south. I'm sitting and trying to talk to her and she will not stop calling and texting her mom. (laughs) She tells me that everything she does with her boyfriend, she tells her mom, including sex. Okay, me. He goes, what? Am I your boyfriend already? Are you going to tell your mom if I get head from you tonight? 
I find an excuse to leave the awkwardness of the situation, but she insisted on coming back with me to my apartment, which is by the beach, and there's no way I'd be able to take her home. I never called her back. Oh, my God. Sounds like if you're texting and calling your mom on a date, yikes. Yeah, seems a little codependent to me, but... I mean, John was texting his mom, or it was really his sister, and, like, he called his mom. But on our first date, but that was because she had a stroke and was in the hospital. Yeah, so. so that's a little different. But I think if someone's like calling their mom and like, like that's a little weird. Like I'm pretty open with my mom about things. Like I'll tell her some things, but like I don't tell her everything. Like that's weird, and like I wouldn't want to know her business either. Like I feel like that's kind of weird. Yeah, and also like even if you are like telling your mom shit about me, like you don't have to like tell me to my face. Yeah, I know. Like at least just do it and like not say anything. Like that's so, that's so much weird. like awkward pressure. I know, right? Like what? Okay, next one. Don't know if this really counts. It was a first date that ended badly but still led to 10 happy years together. Okay, so like maybe it's not that bad. We met up, joined a friend's party for a while, then went on to a nightclub. I drank lots by this point and thought it would be a good idea to have a joint. If you know what a joint does to you after several drinks, then you probably know what's coming. She had to more or less carry me out of the nightclub, whereupon I threw up on her shoes. She sat with me while I continued to throw up in the street. Then she got me home and into bed, after which she had to find her way out of my apartment block to get herself a taxi home. I woke up the next morning at 6 a.m. in a panic, thinking it was 6 p.m. and I was late for work. I phoned my date to apologize as I was hurriedly getting dressed. Her sister, who had been babysitting for my date, answered and said my date was still sleeping. Out of sheer surprise, I asked, she's still asleep? She replied, well, it's still early. That was when I realized that it was still a.m. I apologized to the sister for the early call, got undressed, and went back to bed. Like, oh my god. There's nothing worse than, like, that paranoia. Uh, the like, spins. Of, like, just, like, drinking and then, like, waking up and being like, ah! Well, also that, but, like, I've only been crossfaded once, but you literally want to die. Like, it's good if you, like, drink and then you, like, smoke a tiny bit so that you're not, like, hungover. Because, like, I've done that before and it does work. But, like, (laughs) if you're crossed, though, you literally, like, feel like the world is ending and you're, like, gonna just, like, die. Like... Like, I literally remember... You, you literally just wanted to end. So, I feel bad for that guy. And he threw up on her. Like, oh my god, that's so embarrassing. That doesn't always mean the end of things. Like, I... When I was on my first date with my my long-term high school boyfriend, we went to Six Flags together, and he threw up on me. Uh-huh. So, well, um, like, he threw up on my feet. I mean, according to the post, um, they dated for 10 years after, so... Yeah, and we dated for, like, four years, so... um. It doesn't always mean the end of things. So maybe throwing up on people is what we should be doing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's not always the worst thing, but it's you definitely don't want to throw up, and you especially don't want to throw up on somebody. Yeah. So so this one girl said, "I went to the beach and the guy was boring, so I went so I went swimming and lost my bottoms." <laughs> I kind of should have asked like a follow up question, like what did you do? Yeah. So now I'm kind of just sitting here wondering, like, did he get you a towel? Like what what happened she said the guy had sex with the bed and thought it was me oh my god and she said he literally pumped in between my ass and the bed the whole time and thought it was my vag stop 
Oh my god, that's really so unfortunate. I'm having sex with a guy and he starts shaking. I ask why and he says he's a virgin. He's too scared to continue. Okay, well at that point I don't think you're a virgin anymore, sweetie. (laughs) You might as well just get it over with. Right, so this one is so funny. Okay, so this is my last one and it says, Oh god, the story is so embarrassing, but one for the books. It's called Shit Stains. So, sophomore year of college, (laughs) I was eyeing this guy at a party. And we started talking at the party. One thing led to another and he came back to my dorm and we fucked with the lights off. Whatever, sex was chill and all. And then after he left, I turned the lights on and there were shit stains on my sheets. Like, I knew the guy was pretty wet, but didn't realize he dampened the sheets like that. I was mortified. And that's how a potential friend with benefits turns into a ghosted one night stand. I would kill myself. Oh my god. Also, the person said that he... um told people the story and then they ended up calling him shit stains for a couple months after that's so gross i would end it all that is so disgusting i'm so sorry there is no excuse no like my other friend like i don't know i don't know how like like anal like i've done it before but like it literally just scares me because there's so many things that could go wrong like right like that thing like shitting yourself and then also like one of my gay friends he hooked up with this guy who is who was a drummer in like a pretty prominent band okay me (laughs) um and so anyways he hooked up with him and um he's a bottom so he was receiving (laughs) and he started bleeding a little bit like not even a lot just like a little bit like didn't get on the bed like only got on the guy's dick Mm -hmm. and the guy like literally stopped and made him leave oh my god like in the middle of it oh like how that's so mean like i would at least like at least the guy in your story was like able to leave yeah right and like at least like he kind of escaped like like a little bit of what happened so i'm like oh my god but like that's so awkward this one is pretty short i have like two more i miscounted but so this girl says she went on a date with a guy at a bar that she met through a friend of a friend we went to dinner and it was okay he was a little odd but like whatever we went back to my place and he had a tickling fetish ew so i entertained it because i didn't know what else i was going to do and he literally came from foot tickles with his clothes on and she never got any ew and then she told her friends about it and guess what they called her what tickle me elmo Oh my god. Oh my god. And then she had another story too. Um she said she was hooking up with a guy and they he had been drinking, so it was taking forever for him to get it up. She said like it literally took a fucking hour. Then we finally got to it and I dead ass thought he slipped out after three pumps, so I was like, Okay, get back in there. He finished. Uh- after an hour of trying to get it up. He he pumped three times and was done. Oh my god, <laughs> bro! I literally just like sitting here feeling so sorry for everybody that is just giving in these stories. Like, imagine not only having the courage to tell these stories, but to continue living after. Like the tickle fetish was so tickle bad. Tickle me, honestly. Elmo, bro! Cut it out! Literally, cut it out. <laughs> That was really funny, though. No, all of these have been so good. I literally was dying about the Tickle Me Elmo one. Uh, Okay, so this one's a little long, but it's, like, it's so horrible. 
<laughs> she said, um, oh, geez, where to start? Actually, this is probably the weirdest. However, it's not a date in the sense of the word. Okay, so a few years ago, I was 26 at the time. I moved to a new city with friends, and I happened to live with three guys. So one night, a guy I had been chatting with on Tinder wanted to come over and just hang out. I expressed that I was not looking for anything sexual or romantic that night. I was laying on the couch in my PJs, grubbing away, watching Happy Feet. Okay, me. <laughs> um, he promised a hundred times he didn't want to. He just didn't want to be at home and would be fine hanging out. I'm a social butterfly and was a bartender at the time, so meeting new people is not a big deal at all to me. He comes over and sits down, and we start talking. He was a little weird, but normal for the most part. Kind of over-exaggerated reactions to questions and such. At one point, I said, have you been drinking? And he looked appalled and said, fair maiden, I do not take if in the wine. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so I started paying attention to the movie more than him because he kept going on about himself and how his brain was immaculate to, too immaculate to mess up with drugs. Then he starts telling me about a sci-fi he's writing. I kind of tune out and start watching the movie, and then all of a sudden, he grabs me and kisses me. Nope. I say, okay, hold on. I'm not trying to be rude, but we talked about this. I'm watching the movie. If you want to stay, that's cool, but if not, you're free to leave. He says, okay, I'm so sorry, and settles back down. Not two minutes later, he grabs me and kisses me again. Hmm. Uh, I apologize and say it's best if he leaves. At this point, he says, fuck it, stands up, and drops his pants. Ew. I'm face-to-face with his penis. I have no idea how to react, but I do know you have to be careful in these situations because men don't react well to rejection, and I don't want things to get dangerous. So while sitting face-to-face, he starts to jack off. I cover my face and start leaning down and pulling his pants up. Before this gets more embarrassing, maybe you should go. This does the opposite as he then drops to his knees. He is now face to face with my crotch. And then he shoved my face in or he shoved his face into my PJ shorts and took a bite out of my vagina. I start screaming and punching him in the head. My three male roommates come running into the bedroom. You'd think this is where he pulls his shit together. Nope. He starts crawling around my house very fast, by the way. Loses his pants, and the last thing me and my roomie see is a naked ass crawling out the door. What the fuck? I wish I was making this up, but he's still out there somewhere. I don't even know what to say. I just, like, I think my favorite part about the entire post was he's still out there somewhere. Like, I I just imagine him, like, getting ready for bed tonight. Like, probably not even, like, with this, like, like, on his mind at all. And, like, oh, my God. Like, do you think guys just, like, don't pick up on, like, signals that you're not interested? Or do you think they just, like, I, are trying to I seduce you that, and, like, don't give a fuck? That, I just think that genuinely they're trying to seduce you and don't give a fuck. Because, like, how would you not be able to tell if somebody doesn't like you? Okay, she literally said multiple times, like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. That's what like, I'm saying. Maybe he kind of thought of it as, like, a challenge and was being, like, okay, like, we're going to fuck even though you said you didn't want to. Like, that's so creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, what? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, but thank you so much to everyone that participated. This was so horrifying. This honestly Um, just made my night. so bad for all of you. This literally (laughs) made my night. Like, I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to them and hearing these stories because, wow. I hope everyone's, like, okay. Yeah, right? Like... (laughs) I mean, like, if anyone wants to follow up with, like, 
how they're doing, like if they've had to start therapy after this, like definitely let us know. <laughs> I think I might have to just listening to some of these. A bite out of they're her pretty vagina, Meg? I've never heard of that no, ever. I've I, literally, I literally never heard no of that words. happening. Like <laughs> what? She she literally was trying to like pull up his pants, said maybe you should go before you embarrass yourself. And then he takes a like a huge chomp on her crotch. I'm like, imagine going to your gynecologist and being like, uh yeah. I was attacked. <laughs> it was an attack. No, literally. Uh. I'm just happy that she lived with three dudes. Oh my god, yeah. Because if she didn't, like, it could have gone really bad. And, like, I'm glad that she had the sense to be like, okay, I have to be, like, careful with how I handle this. No, that's very smart. Because that could have ended up in something really bad happening. He could have bit her whole vagina off. I... Bye. (laughs) Like, she's literally wearing pajamas. Like, she's not trying to get it, bro. Like, if I was trying, I just think if a girl wants to have sex with you, like, you know. She's not going to be watching Happy Feet. Yeah, she's not going to be watching Happy Feet in her fucking pajamas. She's going to be dressed like a hoe and, like, touching you and flirting with you and shit like that. Like, she's not going to be like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Like, when we say we don't want to do anything, we fucking mean it. Yeah. Thank you. And we love you mean it. Yeah, we mean it. And then we love you mean it. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy and also happy during quarantine. I know it's kind of depressing right now, but like we just wanted to do something that would take your mind off of how shitty everything is for like an hour. But definitely something to look forward to is that there is a possible chance that next week's episode could be recorded in person. (laughs) Thank God. I I could literally cry. Also, we're buying, like, a really nice podcast microphone, so our audio is going to go from zero to 100, and I'm really excited. Yeah, it should be coming in, obviously not for this next week, but possibly the week after that or after that. Yeah, because everything's, like, messed up with the shipping delay, so I don't know. But, but it's definitely something to look forward to. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm going to cry. Gonna yeah, we're, we're, like, moving back into our apartment. Well, I mean, we're, we're recording this on Saturday night, but towards the end of next week we're gonna be i mean i I mean i'm gonna be back in new haven so even if we have to record it in the car so freaking be it yeah i'm literally down i'll be wearing a face mask i'm so excited (laughs) Ah! oh you know what we can probably go to the lighthouse park (gasps) yay because it's gonna be open after memorial day thank god i know so i'm like do we go there no have a romantic picnic no we have to get chick-fil-a we can get chick-fil-a and then drink wine and hang out on the beach i'm so excited to like live together and be quarantining together wow this is so romantic but definitely look forward to that guys don't forget to follow us on instagram at love you mean it podcast let us know what you want to see in the future and we love you mean it love you mean it bye bye